Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. As himself. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, and a uh, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, hopefully, uh, you're getting to spend... Uh, at least part of your Valentine's Day with uh, somebody close. Happy Valentine's Day, Kate and Jackson. Happy Valentine's Day. Right on, right on. So uh, I want to welcome everybody to the Influence Factory. We always have new people tuning in. We have people uh, tuning in from all over the world. Uh, some people uh, audio only. And um, most of you know this, but we actually convert this to a podcast. And we just want to give a shout out to all the people that are downloading us from the many different channels that we are on. Jackson, what are those channels again? We are on SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, iTunes, uh, Google Play, and uh, Spreaker, as well as Stitcher. Wow, so. Spreaker and Stitcher. How about that? But you haven't heard of some of those. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, Kate and her team, social media team, love when you influencers out there play with her on social media. So uh, you can always uh, play with her team at Get Social Jack and hashtag Influence Factory if you want us to mention something on the program. All right. So, again, a big hearty welcome from all of us here in Chicago. Uh, and uh, uh, welcome to everybody out there. Don't forget uh, to turn off your cell phones or maybe just flip them over because a lot of times we'll say, oh, open up this mobile app. In fact, today's guest might actually do that. Uh, so you want to have it nearby, but maybe put that distraction away and always be ready to take notes, lots of notes. We always promise that you're going to learn something, you're going to have fun, and uh, yeah, and you're going to have things to take away today. So we always want you to take away action items. Uh, don't forget, we're on the GoToWebinar platform as of right now. And uh, if you need to switch and take us on the road, always be safe. There is a mobile app, GoToWebinar, that you can download, or you can switch to phone call and you'll get a phone number, access code. And uh, on top of that, um, you can uh, listen to us on all those cool platforms that Jackson just mentioned. So real quick, we always like to uh, get everybody engaging right away. So I want to know, since it's Valentine's Day, what is your favorite candy? What is your favorite candy or chocolate or item that you like to indulge in? So Kate, how about you? Oh, I love candy. You know that I keep it on my <laughs> desk all yep. the time. I always have candy around, but I really like Kit Kats. Ah, Kit Kats. Uh, Hank just checked in and said he likes M&Ms. We have Julie with uh, malted milk balls. We have Carrie saying bullseyes. Jackson, how about you? I would have to say, oh, I, I love Kit Kats. Um, hmm, uh, probably Kit gummy bears, though. Probably gummy oh, bears. Oh, gummies. There we go. And uh, I'm a Snickers guy all day. So, all right. So, there we have it. Oh, dark chocolate covered raisins from Tom. Thanks, Tom, for chiming in. Very cool. All right. As everybody's joining us, we're just, everybody's chiming into what their favorite uh, Valentine's Day or just any time uh, chocolate or candy. All right, super cool. For Social Jack members out there, do not forget that we upload new stuff all the time. Jackson has uh, new forums and new episodes, and all these episodes are up there as well, and also the full-length classes. So if you missed how to be an influencer class, Instagram classes, CRM classes, whatever they are, we upload those so you guys have access to them. There's over 250 
have at it. And all the previous uh, coaching sessions and influencer factory sessions are up there too. So make sure you do that. Also make sure that when you're logged in, you, you check your messenger for discount codes to upcoming events. So we'll be talking about upcoming events here in just a hot second. Uh, Influence Factory next webinar is on 2.15. This is a class, a flash class. You're going to learn how to build a powerful network. Holy smokes, that's tomorrow. So we know that a lot of you have signed up for that. If you think you're signed up or you can't get in, James, thank you. He likes uh, Tivoli chocolate. <laughs> J James actually makes his own chocolate too, and it's pretty doggone sinful. Uh, Did you but see anyway. John said he likes hot tamales, our special guest today? Oh, that's right. In too. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> oh my gosh, that brings back memories. Now I'm thinking about the candy store we used to go to for like penny candy. Um, that's funny. So, uh, so now we have, uh, uh, you know, if you guys want extra uh, discounts on any of our networking events or these flash classes, please email us. If you're trying to get in and you want to get a discount code, you can always log into Social Jack or contact us. So upcoming networking events live, we're gonna have Scott Katoon from WGN, the Chicago's largest podcast. Uh, he is a CEO of Technori. They have funded more startups than you can even think about. He's gonna join us and tell us his path to influence. So he is a millennial that is highly successive, but he's also been known to be controversial. So I can't promise you what's gonna happen here. We only have 50 seats and we are half taken already. So I think there's only 20, 25 seats left. So please get a hold of us if you wanna to come to this. You can go to Social Jack's website, socialjack.com. It's in Chicago. You can go there and register, but they're going fast. So please, uh, please jump in. Okay, another webinar on 3.8 uh, is uh, how to uh, monetize your network. So make sure you check that. For all these classes, you can go to socialjack.com, click on events, they're all listed there. All right, Kate, we've got some hot news, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. News is all about Facebook today. Um, our Yes, lots of stuff going on in the Facebook world. So the first article, uh, the latest social media algorithm updates, meaning for small businesses. So changes are on the way, especially Facebook. They're always somehow the forefront making the changes first. So on the site and in-app content is going to be favored within this new algorithm change. So a lot of people are worried. That means less visibility of posts that include an external link. But you shouldn't be worried. Small businesses don't worry because one thing that this is going to really help with is influencer engagement online, which we talk about all the time. So while some of your posts that have links in there might not make it to the cut of the algorithm, all of your other engagement posts still will. So as you're building your personal brand and working on that and you're playing with others online, all of that stuff is going to make it past the algorithm change. So just an even more, even bigger reason to be boosting up your personal influence and making sure that you're playing online that way. So good news yeah. for influencers. Yeah, right on. And uh, we're going to actually have one of the top ad, uh, Facebook advertisers on with us in a few weeks. So stay tuned for that. We also, um, one of the things uh, I discovered the news feeds, and we're probably going to cover it next week, is now they're coming out with lists, L-I-S-T-S, list for Facebooks. And they said it's gonna be a huge benefit for businesses. Brand new, just still being tested. So as soon as we get a handle on that, we'll report on that next week. 
So, um, absolutely. So there's always something, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's news every day for gosh sakes. And that's why you should tune into social Jack at get social Jack. So you can get all the news. So Kate, this next yep. one, changing the way yeah. page reach is displayed. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to mention too, that if you're listening in and you can't see the screen as we're going to show a picture ah, and, um, we're going to send the links in the follow-up email as well as post them on YouTube. So you can get the news articles that way. Hashtag, um, just another hashtag, change. Hashtag boom. Hashtag mic drop. Um, just another Facebook change that they're making right now, the way that the page reach is displayed. So this means two things. The, pa the page reach is changing, but really only how the reporting process changes. So what's that, what that is going to mean is you might see your numbers go down, but they're going to be way more accurate. So if you ever like pull your website numbers through an outside source, and then you look at things from Facebook, you'll see that they never quite match up. I always have this issue with our clients and Joe, when he pulls website reports, the numbers from social media aren't quite what Facebook are showing us. And so this is going to fix that. So you might see the numbers go down a little bit when you're looking at the Facebook analytics, but this is going to be way more accurate. So in the long run, it's a good thing. We don't want to be told that we have eight more followers than we do. But the one really cool thing about the change is that it's making it more mobile friendly. So Dean's got the picture up on his screen before you didn't get a nice, concise, picture like this when you were looking at your analytics on Facebook. It was really small. It was really hard to see. I was even I, I was like zooming in, trying to look at it, trying to analyze it. You always had to be on a desktop. So Facebook has made the switch. It's mobile friendly now. It's going to be a lot easier to take your numbers on the go. So two good things coming out of this change. Rocking and rolling. And then Kate, uh, you will post this up. Everybody's asking you will post this up on social media for those uh, on the road that cannot see this. So we'll uh, watch your inbox. Uh, and then also watch social media. We'll uh, rebroadcast this news there. Uh, and in case you're listening to the podcast as well, good call on that, Kate. All right. So uh, with that being said, I'm gonna. I have. I always have a quick uh, two-minute lesson for you before we bring on our guest. So super quick. Um, we talk about building your personal brand. Now, so many of you have been in our influencer development, social selling workshops, uh, how to build a persona. Uh, we want to make sure that that you understand or don't forget that uh, the key words that we talk about, and these are the words by which somebody would search you. So whenever you're posting any piece of content on the internet, no matter where it is, make sure you include your name, your company name, so those are your property rights, so that your 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 um, footprint, your digital footprint builds up, but also make sure that you include the keywords by which is relevant to the content and then also how you want people to find you. So for instance, we are in the influence development business, right? We help companies and people develop their influence. Now, a lot of people don't ask for it that way. So we'll put in for professionals, whenever we're posting something, uh, thought leadership, uh, personal branding, uh, you know, and, and so if it's related to social selling, we'll put social selling, but people, as long as it's been out and John's going to laugh at this when I bring them on, that a lot of people still don't know what social selling is. I was out in LA last week. Uh, and uh, I was with a group, a whole group of people, and maybe eight people in the room, uh, financial advisors and attorneys, knew what social selling was. So people are still getting educated. So don't think because you know what you're saying inside and out, you want to make sure that you're speaking in the language of your ideal target. 
So that's our hot tip of the day. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on our special guest, John Ferrara. I don't even remember how long I've known John for. I was one of the uh, uh, premium gold mine sellers in the country. And uh, I've known John for quite some time. And so, uh, uh, John, I uh, want to welcome you on with us uh, from sunny California. And I'm sorry I missed you last week, but you're the co-founder of Goldmine. You are one of my main social selling experts out there. And there's nobody better because of you, I learned relationship management. So with that being said, welcome. Thank you, Dean. It's a pleasure to be here with you and your team. I love the fact that you have your family as part of your team. I really believe that we're on this planet to grow by helping other people grow. And you do that by being present and connected and ideally to the people that you dig. And the fact that you work so closely with your family, I think just uh, uh, underscores uh, why we're friends and why we've been friends for so long. So thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Thank you so much. It's interesting you say that because uh, unfortunately Kate was out last week uh, and she was, you know, came down with the flu like many people in the country. And I said, hey, we're all family here. Let's cover for one another. So it's, it's, it's a culture that we've built around that. And I didn't realize that until you just played that back for me. So thank you. You're that welcome. a lot. Uh, so speaking of family, I feel like we're family and some, you know, I was, I was laughing. I was talking with some, uh, some of our developers have been around since the first versions of Goldmine when we were doing third party plugins and all that sort of stuff. And I was laughing because I said, for somebody uh, that has become an influencer in this space, I think you did the ultimate coolest move. And I don't even know if it was intentional. Do you remember Goldmine used to ship with sample data? You bet. You know who the first record was that came up in the sample data? Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, uh, so, I mean, how many boxes of gold mines sold back in the day? It had to have been tens of millions. Tens of millions. So just imagine if you want, if you build a software, everybody that's listening, and you have your name as the first record that pops up in the software in tens of millions of people. John, you're famous, whether you love it or not. Everybody's and, typing and, in, they love the it. The interesting <laughs> thing, my co-founder, Elon, made it so that if you deleted the John Farrar record, it came back. <laughs> so so uh, what, what, what I loved about that, Dean, is that I was able to see the types of outreaches and communications that our, that our goldmine customers were doing. And I actually learned from it. I learned good things and I learned bad things. And one of the things that I learned is that a relevant and authentic outreach is more powerful than a slick one. In other words, if you sent somebody a direct mail piece back in the day that was perfectly formatted in laser printed font and it looked beautiful, the result was less than if it was a courier type thing with yellow highlighting in it that looked a little bit less slick. And I think that that lesson is relevant to the people listening today. Ah, interesting, interesting. So um, I, I, I'd love for you to share with people because I think it was a fantastic journey. I mean, if you think about it, you were, you were the pioneer in this space. I'd like to hear the story of how you decided that this was a need for the world when you created Goldmine. Okay. So I believe that the best products come from your own need because you're passionate about it and you understand the problem. 
And that, uh, and, and so I was in sales, like many of the people listening to this today. And if you're not in sales, you are in sales. You're, we're all in sales and marketing because your personal brand plus your professional network is your net worth and that you should be building that brand of that network and your community around you on a daily basis to be successful in whatever endeavor you're doing. But I was in sales in Dallas and I was trying to sell network operating systems to enterprises and co corporate would send me quote leads and leads were basically names of and phone numbers of IT decision makers at large corporations. So I'd cold call them and make notes on that piece of paper. I put my appointments in my leather based daytime or in my pocket and I'd basically come back from meetings and, and, and scribble notes in a spiral bound thing. And that was contact management and CRM. And I do my forecast once a month in a spreadsheet the night before it was due. And I said, there's gotta be a better way. Now, there was no outlook. There was no Salesforce. There was no term CRM. There was no program that integrated email and contact and calendar for an individual, let alone a team on a network and I thought that that contact platform should also integrate sales and marketing because you need to be able to outreach at scale and then to forecast the opportunities that you're working on to be effective. And all of this was really inspired by the six by nine index card that most salespeople grew up using. Back before automation, we had the Rolodex index card thing where there's a recall date. So you call somebody, you make notes on the piece of paper, you put the, uh, you figure out when you're going to call them back and you file it in the recall date. And you basically go through your calls that way. That was SFA and CRM back in the day. And before that, it was a Rolodex. Right. So right at this time, file record locking just started. So Novell just started. The ability to build a network application was just happening. And because I had a computer science background and I knew every single software program on the market because I worked my way through college with my computer science degree in a computer land store. And there were only about 300 business programs back in the day in 1988, 89. I knew there wasn't a program that integrated email contact calendar and sales and market automation. So I quit my job because I never wanted to say shoulda, coulda, woulda. I got together with a college buddy of mine. I designed the initial screens and I said, let's, let's go do this. And, uh, and it turned out that tens of millions of other people in the world suffered from managing relationships and turning relationships into revenue. I called it turning your contacts into gold. Yeah, I'm curious as uh, John's talking here, can everybody type in, where do you keep your precious contacts? How do you organize your contacts? I'd love to get some of that. So I'm laughing because you mentioned Novell and I, uh, I, I was a tech geek as well. I started at the Board of Trade in Merrill Lynch and I worked in all the big computers, but I was in the first graduating class of Novell here in Chicago. Yeah. That, well, if you think about it, Dean, Novell was the operating system of a business because you bought PCs, you bought hard drives, you bought printers, you needed to hook them together to share them because printers and hard drives were expensive. And then once you were sharing printers and hard drives, network applications came about and you wanted to be able to share those network applications. So you needed Novell, but ultimately that was the highway and we needed a car to drive on it. And back then there wasn't Microsoft in this business. There was no NT server, SQL server, exchange server or outlook. And so basically Goldmine plus Novell was the DNA of a business. But what I want to point out is that the reason why it was so successful was that it wasn't just for salespeople. 
it was for everybody in the company because everybody in your company is part of the conversation with the community around your business. And that community isn't just prospects and customers, because if you're doing your business right, you should be engaging with editors, analysts, bloggers, influencers, third party developers, investors, advisors, and prospects and customers. And ideally the influencers of your prospects as well. And if you think about how we built Goldmine without any funding, $0 borrowed or invested in Goldmine, we started on $5,000 and when we sold it, we we're doing nearly $100 million in revenue. How did we do that? We did it by identifying the influencer of our core constituency in and around the areas of promise of our product. I know that's a lot of words. <laughs> the influencer of our prospect was the person who sold them the network, the trusted advisor that basically was selling them technology. And so we cold called every Nobel reseller in the country and got them to use it because people sell what they know and they know that what they use and they started recommending it. And that's how we got to hundred thousand dollars in revenue without ever spending a dime on marketing. And so, so that did you give it to marketing before it existed? So did you give it to them to use? No, if you give somebody something, they won't value it. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> That's right. Bootstrapping. Yeah, you got to sell you know things. It was, it was a low bar. I think it was $25 or $50, right? That, and, yeah. and if you can't get somebody to give you something of value for value, then there's no investment on their part. And if they have right. no investment, then it's just, it's going to sit on their shelf. How many software products, Dean? Back in the day, did you have boxes up that you never even friggin' loaded them? Dude, we had a conference room with 45 boxes because we we went we that's how we got started. We were the exclusive reseller uh, and, and installer and implementer or, or installer and implementer uh, computer land was the reseller. So we went to all the computer lands, cut them a deal to do uh, ACPAC, to do gold mine, to do, you know, and so we just started grabbing boxes off the shelf. We learned them and we go, we want to make your customers happy. You sell the boxes, we'll we'll do the installs. And then I, I, I worked at Computerland. Did you? College. Yeah, that's why, <laughs> that's why I cut my teeth. And Dean, back in the day, computers were 55% margin when I was selling them and there were no computers yes. on desktops in corporations. So I sold the first 300,000 computers to Southern California corporations at 55% margin. Wow. You do wow. the math. That's how, that's how you got funded. <laughs> <laughs> I spent that money, baby. I took my sweetheart to Club Med and, and other nice dinners because Dean, life is short. It is. Yes. You, you never know, right? right. And so you should live your life uh, in a in a positive present way on a daily basis because you just don't know. In yeah. fact, the day I sold Goldmine, not too long after that, I found out I had a head tumor and almost died. That was, hang on a second, 18 years ago, knock on wood. And, and so I really believe that we're on this planet to grow by helping other people grow, period. And the fact that I can be here today to power millions of other people to achieve their passion, plan, and purpose in life. That's what I live for every day. That's why I built Goldmine. That's why I built Nimble, because we're here to serve. The more people you can help grow, the more you'll grow. And that's what you do, Dean, every day. You teach and preach and help other people achieve their goals in life. And that's why you and I are such dear friends, because we read out of the same hymn book. 
Amen, brother, man. That is so cool. That is so cool. Thank you so much for that. And that's uh, a lot of people are resonating with you on this uh, for sure. Um, and that's that's one thing that I've always felt, um, I, I guess, at the core essence of it, that you care. And, and one of the things I'm super impressed with uh, Nimble, and uh, I got in trouble from our team because we're re-implementing Nimble. And I was going to, I was laughing because I was telling the story the other day when, um, I connected up with some of the channel managers in Chicago. They came out to my office and they said, okay, if you're going to be serious about CRM, we require that you burn that day timer. Cause I would always have my day timer sitting on the desk, you know, the big black book, you know, and I would order those refill sheets and I had, I had, you know, boxes on my shelf of all that. And I was a data guy and I, I was using all this paper. So, and they said, you have to burn we have to have a ceremonial burning. So the whole company went in the parking lot and I burned my day timer and nobody ever thought I would do it. And from that point forward, I've been, you know, electronic devices, but everybody here is, uh, we're re-implementing uh, Nimble just as a statement to the world there because uh, now everybody is, uh, now that everybody has been playing with it, they're like, all right, we're all in. So I was like, I love that sediment. But for you, one of the things that you do uh, that, that I think is unique I have never seen, and I, you know, I come from a background of implementation and training. I've never seen a software provide so much guidance. So like when I'm logged in, there, there, there's, you know, pop-up messages, there's people inviting me to webinars, like there's no excuse for me not to know. So, so where did this, where did this come from? Because Goldmine obviously didn't have all the technology to do that. It had great help and there was resellers. But, but was that something that, that was just planned ahead of the software, like your commitment to do that, to help people that way? Well, Dean, I, 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 have, a, I have a lot of philosophies in life. And one of them is if you teach people to fish, they'll figure out yourself fishing poles. So rather than talking about how great you are or your products and services are, you should be talking on a daily basis about how you can help other people become better, smarter, faster, right? Because right. people are in it for themselves. They, they care about how they might be able to grow. And I think that's one of the things that appeals to people about Nimble is that first, it's about helping you build and manage relationships as opposed to helping management keep their finger on the pulse of the business, the hand around the neck of the salespeople. Right. I believe that CRM stands for customer reporting management, not customer relationship management. And that the reason they call it Salesforce, you have to force salespeople to use it. Nobody in their right mind would use a CRM or beat on to do it. And that's why there's 225 million global businesses and less than 1% use any CRM. We all live in our email box and now more and more social. And right. so when we decided to build the world's first CRM that worked for you by building itself and then worked with you everywhere you worked, including inside of the CRMs you might already be using, we said we the, we're rethinking, reimagining relationship management. So we have to teach people a new philosophy. So, Dean, let's reverse back to 2006, 7, 8, and 9. I'm, I'm using Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and I'm seeing an evolution. I'm seeing a revolution in the right. way that we're going to work, play, buy, and sell, and build and nurture relationships. And I looked for a tool that integrated contacts and social. I couldn't find it. Then I looked at CRM and saw it wasn't about relationships. It was about reporting. And the fact of the matter is, if Novell was the operating system of your business back in the day, and that evolved into NT Server, Exchange, and Outlook, today, it's Office 365 or Gmail G Suite. If right. you're a business and you have a website and you want to basically work as a team, you need to pick Office 365 or G Suite. Which one is it for you? 
Yeah, right on. And Which I had a lot of people. Well, for me, well, for me, it's Office 365. Okay. Same with us. So, so we basically work with either platform. But the so, thing is, is that you need to teach people this new philosophy about what social is and how to apply it to business. And so we invented not only the world's first social CRM, but I would argue that we also invented social selling back in the day before the term existed. Right. Yeah. And, and because it's, uh, it's, it's, I was, I'm going to say social platform neutral too, because that's where I think, you know, LinkedIn has a fault. I, I love navigator, but it's, it's only as good as the people that are inside LinkedIn. Let's so talk about that for a second. And by the way, I'm a LinkedIn navigator subscriber. I, I don't think you'd afford not to be a LinkedIn navigator right. subscriber because it has all the depth and features that you need in order to leverage the LinkedIn platform. Right. But a chair has at a minimum three legs. Many have four or five, right? Right. Is a chair going to stand up with one leg? No. No. And so for you to build your brand and nurture your network, if you're just doing it on LinkedIn, you're missing the boat because LinkedIn's like walking to the lobby of my business. If you want to understand my business persona, LinkedIn's great. But if you want to understand who John Ferrara is, just Google me right now. Google John Ferrara and, and, and put in John Ferrara space Instagram. Let's do it. Go ahead. John Ferrara space Instagram. Somebody type that in the browser there. J O N. That's yeah, right. It's me. So it's like, you know, I can only multitask so much. It's actually Giovanni Vincenzo Ferrara, but we'll just shorten it to John Ferrara. <laughs> I knew that too. I was going to ask you about that. Okay. Bison. Okay. Click the Instagram right there on the top. Okay. Okay. You're going to learn more about me in five seconds on my Instagram than you will in five minutes on my LinkedIn in, in the five F's of life. And that's how we connect family, friends, food, fun, and fellowship. These are the softer sides of life that will earn you the intimacy and trust and build relationships that will supersede any business issue that you have. And I'm, basically, I'm so excited to hear you say this. Is, <laughs> you want to build your brand. If you're just using one channel, Forget about it, baby. Right, right. And so, you know, we do a lot of personal branding and, and influencer development, which we're proud of. And and we tell people this all the time. I'm so, I'm like, I, I have goosebumps of you telling this story because we tell people that, you know, you have to tell your story in different ways. And and what a better way to do it than to, than to you know, do it this way. I mean, this is like uh, so cool. So it's like, um, and that's what I always say. Every time I, I connect you, you know, it's, it's somewhere cold in Chicago and I see you on a beach and I actually feel warm. Like I know that feeling on the beach, you know, so it's pretty funny. Uh, there's the beach, <laughs> uh, but, but super cool. And, um, so for you, uh, you know, so, so, you know, you have this, this great, cool, long journey. So, uh, so in, in the world of personal branding and, and becoming an influencer, what are some, what are some tips that you would give people in terms of their journey, you know, based on how you've gotten to here today? Well, imagine me. I sold Goldmine in 1999. I retired at 40 and spent 10 years as a dad. And 10 years out of the technology business is a lifetime. Right. First off, I feel so blessed to have been able to be a present father and husband for 10 years. 
But when I heard notes in my head about the the renaissance in relationships, the revolution in the way that we work, play, buy and sell, that I saw social doing to business and the fact that contact management is broken because email, contact and calendar are three separate tabs and they're not connected. And that serum isn't about relationships, it's about management reporting. I saw the opportunity to get back in the business, to serve people, to help them grow by building a reimagined relationship platform. And I, I basically decided to do that. Well, first off, my brand didn't exist. Nobody knew who John Ferrara was and, and nobody knew what Nimble was. It was a except, brand new domain that I bought. Except us mine guys. Exactly, Goldmine guys, yeah. Love you guys. Thank you, thank you. Um, my kid goes to University of Pennsylvania and I couldn't yeah. afford it if it wasn't for you, Dean. <laughs> you got it, man. <laughs> um, so how do I rebuild my brand and build the Nimble brand? The way that I did it was I identified influencers of my core constituency in and around the areas of promise of my product. Now, back in the goldmine days, that was the Novell reseller. But in 2009 and 10, there were no cloud resellers per se. There were some, there were some Google resellers, but most people were self-adopting, the early adopters to the cloud. And Microsoft resellers were still selling on-prem. In fact, Microsoft resellers don't really sell solutions. They sell IT infrastructure and IT decision makers. Right. And so if I wanted somebody to use and recommend Nimble, I figured out I needed to go after the thought leaders and influencers in the areas of promise in our product, which is social sales and marketing, startup and entrepreneurial thought leaders. So I went and found content that inspired and educated me about, uh, about how my product might help people grow. And I shared their content. So I didn't even have to write any content. All I did is I found people that inspired me. I shared their content. I attributed their name and hashtag the category appropriately. And by simply doing that, I built my brand, established conversations with not only people looking to be better at pound sales, pound marketing and pound social, but also with the people of the community of the influencer and the influencer themselves, which resulted in a one-to-one -one conversation, just like you and I do. And that person becoming a nimble user and evangelist and thereby building a tribe of storytellers for nimble. And that's how we built the nimble brand. That's how I rebuilt my brand. And anybody listening can do that exact same thing today by simply following this formula. You've forgotten more about your products and services than anybody in the world will ever know in their lifetime. Imagine if you gave your knowledge away and found other people that inspired and educated you around the areas of promise your products and services and you shared their content on a daily basis. If you do that and do it systematically, you'll generate so much connection, so many conversations that you will be overwhelmed. So that means you need a tool to be able to discern the wheat from the chaff and to be able to turn those contacts into gold, those conversations into measurable business outcomes. And that's what Nimble's for. Nimble's there to help you to identify the right people at the right time and start conversations because relationships are messy and they need to be nurtured to drive results. And so I'll give you a story. I was um, sitting there one day and I got a signal from Nimble, said somebody interesting is talking about you. Nimble tracks people talking about you and your brand, right. applies AI intelligence on those people and surfaces one that matches the DNA of the personas you should be connecting with. So I went into the Twitter stream to see this conversation. I saw that somebody named Tiffany Bova, an analyst from Salesforce, used to be the Gartner analyst for CRM, 
was saying that CRM isn't about command and control. It's about uh, empowering customer facing business team members. And, and in reply to that, somebody said, bullshit, it is about <laughs> command and control. And when are sales managers going to loosen the grip? And isn't this what John Ferrara has been teaching and building with Nimble? <laughs> so so his, the guy's name's Theo. I want to know who Theo is. Right. So I nimbled him. Nimble automatically built a record that said that he's the head of data and CRM at Disney. Pretty good contact, huh? Yeah. In addition, it gave me his email and his direct phone number. Nimble Prospector enriches contacts with people and company data. I commented in the stream in Twitter. I emailed him right there from the Twitter stream because Nimble sits in my browser and works in everywhere I work. And that resulted in a LinkedIn connection and conversation. Nimble works inside LinkedIn messaging as well. So it's following me everywhere I work. And in that conversation on LinkedIn, I learned that not only did he live in my city, but his daughter goes to my school. What? So I invited him to breakfast because I think the more digital we get, the more human we need to be. And you need to take your online connections offline to face to face. And in that breakfast that Saturday, I asked simple questions and I shut up and listened. Right. People will tell you exactly what you need to know in order to help serve them. But more importantly, they'll love you if you let them talk. And at the end of that conversation, not only did he become a nimble evangelist and activist, but we're now working on projects with Disney. And that's the power of building your brand. But you need to do more than build your brand. You need to listen and engage in a relevant and authentic way with the intent to pay that relationship forward. And that will result in opportunities. And I call that the five F's of, I'm sorry, the five E's of engagement. Educate, enchant, engage, embrace, and empower your customers. And if you just practice the five E's, you can't help but to turn your contacts into gold. Yeah, right on. So can you say those five E's again? Educate, enchant, engage, embrace, and empower your customers. You educate with uh, relevant and authentic contact. You uh, enchant, uh, you engage with the intent to empower them and grow them. So educate, enchant, engage, embrace, and empower. Have you uh, blogged on that yet? I think some people have written that up before, uh, but you know what? Wiley is, has asked me to do a book for some time and I decided, I, fig I figured out the title. That's, that's a good start, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> the, What's the, the title? title is, uh, it, go back to my Instagram, the tab right there to the right. Right there, first picture, that's the title. The yes. Nimble Way. Oh, oh, got it, got it, got it. Oh, The Nimble Way. Yeah. So are you, so are you gonna hash, are you gonna hashtag the title? Yeah, it, 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 that, that is a hashtag. Do you see that? Oh, I know. I just I didn't know if that was gonna be the official title. Yeah, it is. And, oh. and the idea is we all want to be able to be more nimble with our relationships and our result. Wouldn't we all want to dance like Fred Astaire or Ginger Rogers, right? And and if you were more effective at dancing that way through your life, don't you think you'd be happier? Yeah. Would you rather dance or just crawl and struggle through your life? And so, so I believe if we teach people about the power of empowering others and helping other people grow, and if you can do that at scale, you can build a gold mine. I'm going to teach that in that book. Right. That's awesome. And uh, folks, send some questions in because we only have uh, John for another uh, 10, 15 minutes here. But one of the things... Um, you know, one of the things that I think that um, 
shines through on the product is that um, you you've always given people an easy on-ramp or point of entry. And I think a lot of times in business, we make it too hard for people to do business with us. Can you, can you shed a little light on that? Well, I, I think that that's one of the reasons why Nimble is number one ROI satisfaction and ease of use and value in G2 Crowd for not just CRM, but for sales intelligence and email tracking sales enablement is because we take the effort out of it right? I think it's the reason people love to use us because we, we work for them by building it automatically. And here's the idea. Every business has data in it today that they need to use in order to engage at scale with their constituency. Where is that data? It's inside Office 365, Gmail, G Suite, iCloud, right? Email, contact, and calendar. It's inside of Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And it's inside of the sales, marketing, customer service, accounting, and social media apps that they're using today. There's a gold mine in your QuickBooks. It's easier to sell to people you sold to than to new people. Imagine if you simply imported your QuickBook contacts into Nimble, enriched them with people and company data, and outreach with them in a relevant, authentic way with the intent to reconnect and serve them. Do you think that you'll get additional sales and referrals from them? Heck yeah. And so what Nimble does is it not only unifies your email, contact, and calendar, and Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, but your existing sales, marketing, customer service, and accounting contacts into one unified relationship platform, enriches it with people and company data for segmentation and outreach, synchronizes the email and calendar and social interactions that you and the team are having, and then works with you back in any of those apps, in any of those emails, in any, of, any other place you happen to be working, so if I'm reading a Forbes article about somebody writing an article about Tom Siebel, maybe I might reach out to that writer because he's already writing about a thought leader in CRM and maybe he might want to hear my story and that might get me in Forbes. But if I don't have the ability to nimble that person in the, in the context of the article that I'm reading and then to automatically get his email into outreach in a relevant, authentic way, I won't do it. And that's why human beings fail is they don't do the basics in life. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, and that's what I tell people. I said, with the gift of, of the internet and social and tools like Nimble, for the first time in our lifetime, we don't have to work hard to get sales. Social selling to me, you know, there's all the definitions of relationship and everything else. But I think at the end of the day, if you're going to talk in sales, it's like you don't have to work so hard to get the sales. It's like it's like putting on magic lenses and being able to see three and four D into the world, you know, and that's what that's what I like about Nimble. Well, let's talk about cold calling for a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> OK, I, I don't think cold calling is dead. No, Honestly. I don't think so either. I, I think that if you picked up the phone and you called somebody and you're prepared, you know who they are, you know what their business is about, you know how you might be able to serve them, and you do that in a relevant and succinct way, they'll listen to you and you'll probably get a business opportunity from it. But ultimately, the, the optimal cold call is the customer calling you. Imagine if you can get prospects, customers, and their influencers to call you at scale. This is what you're teaching, Dean, with branding and influencer marketing, because that's what happened to me at Disney. 
it's because of the brand that I built for myself and for Nimble that has established us as thought leaders in sales, marketing, and CRM that caused Theo to advocate for us to an analyst who was talking about it in social, which basically he was co-calling me by talking about me and my brand. And that opened the door for me to send him an email, which I got because Nimble gave me his email because it gives me that. And I was able to outreach on that channel, which resulted in a conversation. And so the ultimate cold call today is if you build your brand and you nurture your network and establish yourself as a trusted advisor in the areas of promise, your products and services, your customers will not only call you, but they'll drag their friends with them. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, interesting, uh, interesting enough. I I grew up in uh, call centers before I was in technology, so I always get a shiver whenever you say cold calling or dials. Uh, you know, in that. Uh, but what's um, What's interesting about uh, social selling, and as you were talking about Disney, we have uh, GE as one of our clients, and we typically work in small mid-market businesses. But I said, I'm going to go slay some giants here because, you know, I know how to work with them. And actually, I uh, my first time on stage with Goldmine is I closed 700 units to one company, and I go, wait a minute. This was a public company uh, back in the day, and I said, oh, my gosh, I could... I could sell not just 10 boxes at a time or 20 boxes at a time. I could sell 700 and people were like, where did you come from? And I said, well, I used almost the principles of social selling or relationship selling, however you want to call it, to, to sort of work into this relationship through some people that I knew and got right to the CIO. And he said, we need a solution. Can you do this? And, and so it happened. And so with GE, I had used nimble and i started putting the footprint of relationships of the people that i knew and i just happened to have some people that attended my webinar and i said well i'm getting some more ge people in my webinar let's put them into into nimble let's look at them on linkedin and i started putting the pieces together and i just sent them a couple of extra messages nothing fancy i just said hey we have a webinar coming up it's free if you'd like to you know attend it it's on social selling next thing you know i jump in on a social selling training bid because we had a product out there for social selling and and all of a sudden we jumped in front of seven vendors to the front of the list play six years later we're the number one training vendor for social selling in all of ge That's just fair. from that just from that pathway yeah yeah. So, and, and, and you know, I, I, I sort of um, associate that with skipping our rocks through a river, right? Yeah. And, and, and ultimately, it's one connection at a company leads to another connection at a company leads to another. And all of a sudden, you've built this depth and breadth of connections across the organization. And you need to do that. You know, I learned that by reading uh, Strategic Selling is oh, yeah. there's multiple decision makers in the buying process and you need to build connections with across that entire spectrum, the product buyer, the financial buyer, the decision maker, et cetera. And Dean, this is how we signed Microsoft as a reseller of Nimble globally, worldwide, where they're reselling Nimble with Office 365 through their VARs. Yeah, absolutely. That's, um that's key. I, I've got to ask you about this, and it's it's a little off topic, maybe not. So Microsoft buys LinkedIn, 
Yes. What's your two cents on that? Good or bad? Well, I think it's good. I think that uh, that that Microsoft can really help LinkedIn evolve into a channel company, because I think that's one of the reasons why LinkedIn suffered its right. stock drop was because they tried to sell it all themselves to the direct salespeople and they want to do all the training themselves. And, and Dean, you should be close to this because their sales headquarters is in Chicago. Right. The guy that runs that whole thing is, is probably half a block from you right now. And if you don't know him, I can introduce you to him. But the thing is, is this, if you want to sell at scale globally, you can't do it by yourself. You need to partner. Right. And Dean, your organization is a perfect partner to not only sell Sales Navigator, but more importantly, make it sticky by training people on it. Because if you give Sales Navigator to the average salesperson, they won't know how to use it. Right. Right. And if, you so give LinkedIn, if you give LinkedIn to the average salesperson, they don't know how to use it. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, so I believe that not only will Microsoft be able to integrate LinkedIn across their entire product spectrum, which will be good for everybody, because LinkedIn had cut off everybody from access oh, yeah. LinkedIn, including Microsoft, but they'll also open up the ability for, for not only resellers and trainers to work with LinkedIn, but ISVs as well. And ISV is an independent software vendor. Right. So you, your listeners may not know it or not, but LinkedIn gave me the keys to their city in the early days of Nimble, where I had access to every API, including messaging, notifications, email lookup, uh, contact syncing, et cetera. And we had built an amazing addition that basically empowered people to use LinkedIn everywhere. And it wasn't until they uh, wanted to have me come build Sales Navigator for them and that didn't work out that we all parted ways. And I think that was to the detriment to people at large. And I believe that based off the conversations I'm having with people at, at, at Microsoft, that is all going to open up again and there'll be something to the effect of LinkedIn embedded where Nimble will be able to embed LinkedIn as part of our platform, give some people the basic benefits. But if you subscribe to LinkedIn Sales Navigator, you'll be able to get enhanced benefits and we'll become a gateway drug to not only Navigator, but Dynamic. So think about it. Today, Nimble has established itself as the simple serum for Office 365 and G Suite. But ultimately, I believe that we will become the gateway drug to Microsoft's first party products across their line, including Power BI Flow, Power Apps, Azure, but more importantly, Navigator and Dynamics. Because if you ask Mark Benioff, if you ask Bob Stutz, the guy who basically started Dynamics CRM and said, how did you build your initial market? It was converting goldmine customers because we were the simple way to start CRM. But as you grow, you need something more bigger, deeper, wider in the enterprise side. And we, Goldmine, and now Nimble are really about engagement, empowering the customer facing business team member. So I don't care if you buy Nimble as your social sales and marketing system to use it as itself or with your existing social sales and marketing systems, we work either way. And so that I see is the future where we're going to actually drive adoption and stickiness of Navigator and Dynamics as we evolve into millions of users of Office 365. Yeah, that's uh, that's well said too. And and the fact that you've always been the master of integrating with other, playing well with others. How's let's just put it that way. 
Well, no, no man is an island, right? right. It, it, you, you need to work with others. And Goldmine didn't sell a dime of software direct. We sold it all through partners. And, and, and when I started Nimble, the partners weren't ready. The channel wasn't ready. They weren't, they weren't using the cloud or selling the cloud themselves. But today, it's not if but when for Microsoft customers and Microsoft resellers. And because of the relationship we built with Microsoft, being part of the Microsoft Accelerator program, them signing a reseller agreement, and now us going out in the field and selling with Microsoft team members through Microsoft resellers, we're building a channel of tens of thousands of Microsoft resellers to not only help them modernize their own sales to sales and marketing, but for them to start selling solutions on top of the IT infrastructure, because traditional Microsoft resellers sell plumbing to plumbers. They don't sell solutions right. on top, but we're going to be the baby step for them to learn how to do social sales marketing themselves. So they can start selling that to their customers and thereby be able to then sell in the future more substantial front and back office solutions like Dynamics. Because if you think about it, Dynamics isn't as much a CRM as it is a front and back office solution in a database right. development environment. And so people build all kinds of things out of Salesforce and Dynamics, not just CRM, but right. they still need an engagement tool. Nimble is that engagement tool that people love to use and we work with all the tools that they use. And that's why Microsoft is pushing us because we help sell Office, we make it sticky, and soon we'll become the gateway drug to Dynamics and Navigator. Yeah, I love it. It's like the, uh... Yeah, it's 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 the connector to everything. And I just brought up here because I like how you talk about this, but it's like nurture relationships, sell smarter, leverage social insights, which a lot of people don't realize how powerful that is, and then just work smarter everywhere and easier. You know, I think it's easier. So a hundred plus integrations. How old are you guys? Uh, I'm not going to say. No, you no, know, I mean the, well, the nimble software. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 15 years old. No, no, uh, the I'm, Nimble I'm, software. How long, how long has Nimble been around? Goldmine was a 10-year overnight sensation. I think that Nimble is going to be the same. Yeah. So 100-plus app integrations. I mean, some people can't accomplish five in the first year. You know, that's just amazing. So kudos to you, my friend. Keep uh, keep doing what you do. You're magic in the world. So, Dean, I, I couldn't do it without people like you. Yeah, that's you've been with me on my journey for over 30 years. Thank you. Yeah, you got it, man. And uh, and uh, we're, what we're going to do is uh, in case we have any questions that weren't uh, answered, uh, I tried to flow questions in here as we were talking. Uh, what we'll do is we'll put them up on uh, social media. John, we'll tag you and then you can play in some of the answers on there if you wish. And and, uh, and, and for anybody listening, please reach out and connect with me on whatever channel is comfortable for you. I'm J-O-N underscore Ferrara, F-E-R-A-R-A on Twitter. But ultimately, just Google me. Just put it in my name in Google. You'll find all my connection points everywhere. And please reach out and let me know how I might be able to help you uh, grow and achieve your dreams because that's why we're here on this planet is to help other people grow. Yeah, thank you so much. So real quick before we let everybody go, we always have – uh, we always have a prize for our most engaged listener. That means as they're typing in. So if you have some final questions you want to drop in here, Jackson's going to calculate that real quick and we'll pick a winner. And John, we always have them. We always give them a Starbucks gift card and we say you have to use the Starbucks gift card based on 
what you learned out of this webcast. So I just want the one takeaway that everyone's gonna do today from today's webcast. Please type that in, uh, into the questions area. And real quick, um, we have uh, two waiting lists going. So we have two waiting lists. One is for the Influencer Frenzy networking event that we talked about on the 27th here in Chicago. And another one is an influencer workshop and networking event coming up in March. So if you wanna be part of that, that's up on the screen. You have 30 seconds to click and we'll put you on the waiting list. It's that easy. Look at that. We have 50% of the people. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn's funny. Glenn, uh, Glenn was one of the ones that chimed in, John, and he talked about using Nimble from the last time we had you on, I think about a year ago on the webcast. And he goes, one of his takeaways today is to use Nimble more. So I love that when the takeaway has to do with that. And so Cindy's going to check you out. Jimmy's going to check you out. So well, you know what, Dean, there's no excuse not to use Nimble because it works everywhere you work. And ultimately it's your job to be prepared before every engagement. You should know who somebody is, what their business is about, and the history of interactions that you and the team have had. And then you need to follow up and follow through. Take notes, schedule follow-up tasks, and then follow up with some communication. And you don't do that today because you have to go to your contact tool or your serum to do it, and you have to do all the work. I think in the future, you'll do it the nimble way. Let it build itself and then use it wherever you're working. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And uh, I just want to say real quick, next week's guest is going to be announced on Twitter. So go to Get Social Jack later today. You'll see that special guest, and we're going to announce that guest on Twitter. So that's going to be a fun thing. And everybody got such a huge... Uh, uh, we had a lot of engagement on this. Everybody uh, got so much out of this, John. So I just want to thank you again for doing that uh, and being with us as always. Um, and then uh, real quick, if you want to, we have John's channel up with us up here. So uh, you can play with John on social media and he plays very nicely. So uh, hey, with that. <laughs> hey, Jackson, Dean, thank you. Uh, I, uh, I, I think that because we're on this planet to help other people grow. Any opportunity that I can get up on a soapbox and to teach and preach makes my day. And so I'm gonna go take my sweetheart to lunch today. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and so I'm gonna be going there in a, in a pretty good mood. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. Jackson, who's our winner for today? Today is uh, Jimmy Z. He was uh, the most engaged and uh, he was typing questions and he loves you, John. He, lo he loved everything you said, so. <laughs> Tell him I love him. <laughs> Look at the I, love's going I around. Love it's you, Valentine's man. Day. I love you. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Everybody loves everybody. <laughs> All right, John. Boom. Boom. We will see you online and we'll see you in Nimble. All right, everybody. Have a great time and we'll see you online. And uh, John, we'll see you super soon. Take care, everybody. Adios. Bye. Bye-bye.